Hey Spartans, welcome back to another episode of the Spartacus at the Machine podcast. I am your host, as always, Spartacus. A lot going on again this week. Um, first thing uh, is something really cool. I got my second international listener. That's right, my first one was uh, someone from Brazil. And uh, I just noticed today I have a listener in the UK now. So very cool. Uh, once again, want to say welcome to both of you. And I also got a new local listener here in Phoenix. So thank you so much for tuning in and checking out. I hope you'll enjoy it and uh, stick around for a long time. Um, this week, uh, actually yesterday, I experienced um, for the first time my biggest North Dakota pet peeve. I experienced that here in Arizona. Um, I was going to get a haircut yesterday and uh, I went out around six o'clock and one of the things that irritated me most about North Dakota is how everything closes so early. Uh, so I went out to get a haircut and the first place that I stopped, they closed at 6 p.m. and I, I rolled up pretty much on them right at 6 p.m. Uh, they were closed, looked up uh, on the internet and found that just about all of them that were that same of the same company closed at 6 p.m. on a Saturday night. You know, and that is 1950s North Dakota style right there if I've ever if I've ever seen it. So I looked up and uh, found a place that was fairly close to me, and they closed at 8 o'clock. So I, I ran over there. I got to that place about 5 or 10 minutes after 6. I'm like, perfect, two hours. They should have plenty of time. I walk in there. It's a barbershop type of place. And I don't know if it's a barber school or, or what the deal was, but uh, they had like 15 chairs in that place um there was three people working it was a barber shop so i thought it was going to be guys working but it was three women not not making this a sexist thing at all um you know it just kind of surprised me a little bit barber shop that's typically guys working but it was women one of them had somebody in the chair and was working one of them was sitting on her ass not doing anything and the last one was lightly running a broom around the place so and the one running a broom comes up to me right away when I walk in the door and asks if she could help me I said yeah I want to get a haircut she's like well we're booked for the night and I stopped and kind of started laughing and I look at these 14 you know 10 to 14 open chairs with nobody in them. Uh, like I said, one person sitting on her butt and the other person just running a broom around. And I'm like, are you serious? She goes, yeah. I'm like, well, then why aren't the two of you doing something, cutting hair? And why isn't there people in here waiting to be seated if you're booked up for the night? And, of course, she didn't have anything to say to that. So I, I turned around and walked out. It's just like... You know, I don't get it. I had the same problem in North Dakota, and I know it's not all of them, but are, are cosmetologists just lazy people? Is, is that it, or, or what is it? You know, I can understand if you're busy, and I walk in there and you're busy, and you say you're booked for the night, 
the rest of the night, then I, I get that. You know, but if I walk in and you say you're booked for the night and you've got more, you know, you know, you've got more people sitting or standing around than is actually work being done and there's nobody in there waiting for your services, you've got plenty of time to squeeze somebody in. Especially considering my hair, it takes, including neck trim and trim around the ears and everything, it takes probably 10 minutes to cut my hair because you throw the number three guard on the clipper and you cut it all off. Simple. As I said, 10 minutes at the max to cut my hair. But in North Dakota, I would constantly, constantly, and at different places too, because I I would wander around and find places, you know, and this is the same kind of garbage at every single one of them, you know, I, I stroll in there probably hour, two hours till closing time, you know, which... Maybe I need to plan ahead and, and make an appointment or stuff like that, but you shouldn't have to. Two hours ahead of time, I walk into a place to get a haircut, and they just don't want to do it. Again, like I said, I, I know it's not all of them because I have friend I have female friends who who do hair for a living, and they're not like that. They work. But more often than not, you walk into a place, you got the ladies sitting around, just BSing with each other, sitting in the chairs, and they tell you that they're booked for the night. I don't understand it. It's not that hard to cut hair. You have to stand for a couple minutes, but you're in the air conditioning, it's easy work, you're not lifting anything. What's the problem? Work. I don't know how... how people who do hair cosmetologists or whatever you want to call them I don't know how they get paid if it's by the customer or hourly or what they're getting but yeah some of them I just I if they get paid by the haircut there's some of them that can't be making much money I don't get it I moved out here to get away from that kind of small town feel and everything closing early and you know, I, I find out that getting a haircut is the exact same BS as it was at home. Ugh. It's, it's frustrating. I mean, granted, I would understand a female walks in and she wants her hair colored, you know, two hours to go. You're probably not going to want to do that. Or, or a, like a perm, because that takes a lot of time. So you're not going to want to do that. I get that takes five or ten minutes to cut most guys hair and and to tell someone that you're booked up when there's nobody in the place there's something wrong there and I think I'm probably going to call and and speak to a manager sometime this week I mean I don't want to be a Karen but uh that's it's irritating it's ridiculous so uh if you if you live out here in the Phoenix area avoid a barbershop that's uh, kind of on the corner of Rural Road and Baseline. So there you go. You can probably figure it out from there. The uh, topic for tonight I want to talk about is honesty. And uh, this kind of plays into uh, my my haircutting story I was just telling you about. Um, I have had the very m- big misfortune of... Uh, 
being a, a really bad liar for most of my life. Um, you know, when I was a kid, it started when I was a kid and it went through, you know, my my elementary and junior high and high school years and on into my adult life. And it, when it got really bad uh, is when I started drinking because, uh, you know, you don't want when you're an alcoholic, you don't want people to know the full extent of your habit. So you're not completely honest about it. Uh, you lie about how much you drink. You lie about everything. It's uh, it's quite insane about about what you will um, lie about. And a lot of times, it's not even anything bad. Like when I was drinking, I would. Uh, and at the end of my drinking, I call it I call it a career, and I'll always call it a career because that's. That's what it was. That was the most important thing. That was even more important than than working. I worked so that I could drink. Um, and for those of you who are new and, and don't know it yet, uh, I did drink. I drank very hard for about 12 years, and I have been sober now for about 13 and a half. Um, but uh, at the end of my drinking, uh, I was dating somebody and living with her and you know on the weekends when I wasn't working I would just she usually worked two jobs a full-time and a part-time job when she would come home from her uh, part-time job on the weekend nights she would ask me if I had done anything during the day and I you know I would lie I'd say yeah I did a few loads of laundry or this or that or you know just stupid and it was a lot of the lying was, again, to to cover up how much I was drinking. But then there's other times where it was just that that's what I was used to doing. So no matter what the topic was, I would I would lie about it. Um, you know, and, and since getting sober, um, since the day I got sober, actually, too, I mean, once... I knew alcohol was out of my life, then I knew that lying had to go as well. And, you know, now since I'm sober, it hasn't happened for quite a long time now, but like right when I first got sober, I was told that I was too honest. You know, I was about everything, anything and everything. You know, somebody asked what I did today, I would give them the rundown of what I did to that that day including things that probably aren't acceptable in a normal everyday uh, public conversation you know it, uh, and I I well I've been I've been single pretty much since I got sober um, in the last 13 and a half years I have not had somebody in my life uh, a total of more than you know, I, I'm wording this wrong, but in the 13 and a half years I've been sober, I have had somebody in my life probably less, all total combined, uh, less than one year. So, it, you know, it's, uh, but one person that I was kind of interested in and we were getting to know each other and stuff like that, one day she brings up religion and you know, I'm not going to talk bad about anybody's religion. If, uh, you know, if you are religious, if you're spiritual, 
uh, if you have a higher power that you believe in and you pray to, you know what, to each their own. I don't have a problem with anything, but I'm, I'm not a religious person. Uh, and this person that I was interested in a little bit uh, brings up that she is very religious and, you know, she's looking for someone that uh, would go to church with her every Sunday and some Wednesdays and this and that. And I said, you know what, I appreciate you telling me this. Religion is not my thing. Um, if that's who you are, great. You know, I'm not going to talk down to you or about you because of that, but it's just not my thing. And <laughs> she's, she's one of the ones that told me that I was too honest and I didn't need to tell her that. And I'm like, well, you know what, that's, that's what you get. And that's who I am now. And the thing about honesty is no matter how good you think you lie, the truth always comes out. Always. Always, always, always. You can trust me on this. I found out the hard way many, many, many times. So it's just easier on, on everybody. Because when you're a constant liar, you're telling lies to cover up lies, to protect lies, and it's just a never-ending stream. And yet, no matter how good you think you are at lying, the truth always comes out. Always. You know, if I could have been the way I am now with, with honesty, the way I was, you know, in the past, like I am now, I, I, I it would be interesting to see how different life could be. But, you know, it's just one way or another, the truth always comes out. You're always going to get busted in your lie. And, and you know, I, I understand that... Um, that sometimes you do lie to kind of protect someone's someone's feelings. It might not be bad like you're lying to cover up you cheating or, or, or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's just, it's always better. Even, even, and nine times out of ten, the person who you are either trying to lie to or the person you are being honest with they're going to be a lot more understanding if you just tell them the truth. You know, yes, their feelings might be hurt, um, which is, I don't want to get make this about feelings, but that is, if you live by your feelings completely 100% and you feel everything to the max, it, that is a terrible way to live life. I mean, you have to have feelings, yes, but if... If everything affects you deeply, you are too much in your feelings. But anyway, that's that's a topic for another day. But uh, just always, always try and be honest. And some people like to say that omitting things from a conversation or omitting things that you should tell your partner is a form of lying. I think that's crap because then we could all be in trouble with being with having honesty issues you know uh and, and that's not right either so if if that's something that you like to tell people you need to kind of knock that off because that's not fair if 
If we're lying by omitting things, then absolutely everybody on the face of the planet is a liar. And, well, I, I guess in all honesty, everybody lies. And, yes, the severity of the lie does matter. Not just every lie is not created equal. Um, but it's no matter what you're doing, the best policy that you could ever have. And I, I'll, I'll never be able to express completely how getting rid of my dishonesty and getting rid of my lying and being honest about things improved my life because it, it did tenfold, a hundredfold. It's being a liar is no way to go through life and uh, you won't be happy. And a lot, another thing that I got accused of back in, in those days when I was lying and, and drinking and things like that is I wouldn't talk. I would never talk because I was worried about something coming up that I lied about and then had to backtrack and try and cover my ass. And that's, you know, it's when you, when you're able to tell the truth and be honest about pretty much everything in your life, it is such a freeing feeling. Uh, it's indescribable. Um, you know, and being able to talk to people and talk to love, loved ones and not have to worry about covering your tracks or getting caught in a lie or something like that. It's, it's the best feeling ever. So, you know, just I understand how sometimes it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but I guarantee you it is the best policy to have and it is the most freeing feeling you will ever get is if you are uh, somebody who's a liar and you're able to quit that and and be honest you know you'll you'll be happier you'll a weight will be lifted from your shoulders I mean everything will just be better life is better when you're not lying and covering your tracks and covering your butt and and things like that so Please, if that is you, it, please do your best to get out, get away from that habit, and uh, you know, just just be you. Um, like I said, people are—it's going to hurt people's feelings when you are honest about everything. Um, but in the long run, they will be more happy than if you were to lie to them, and they would find out about it later. So. There you go. I, I hope you enjoyed this uh, this little I don't know rant or advice or I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling what to what to call this little part of, of my podcast. But uh, as I've told you before, it's you know I don't have kids of my own, so uh, and I'm not dating anybody with kids, so I really don't have an outlet for all of these life lessons and, and things that I have learned along the way. So. Uh, and a large majority of my listening audience is around my age. Um, so maybe, maybe this isn't doing anybody that's listening to my podcast any good either, but I, I hope it is, you know, and, and if not, maybe you already know all of this stuff, maybe just a little refresher course from, from somebody who's been through a lot of garbage in his life. Um, whatever it is, I, I appreciate you guys being here. Um, you 
uh, mostly you ladies. There are some guys, but I happen to look at, at my demographics today, and 77% of my listening audience uh, is ladies. So ladies, thank you so much. Uh, guys also, you know, everybody, anybody who listens, I don't care, male, female, whatever. Um, thank you so much for uh, continuing to tune in and uh, support me. Um, I would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, like, follow, and uh, share my podcast with your friends. Uh, there's five different platforms you can find the Spartacus at the Machine podcast on. Uh, Spotify, the Anchor app, Pocket Casts, uh, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music and Podcasts. So, you know, uh, you've got some options there. So give your friends uh, the rundown of of places you can you can find my podcast on and uh, help me continue to grow this little thing. I'm having a great time doing it. And uh, I hope you guys are having a, a good time right along with me. So I uh, hope you have a great week and uh, we'll see you on either Wednesday or Thursday for the midweek song of the week. As always, I am Spartacus. We'll see you next time.